0: do the best. Well, I figure i go out. You're listening to the City
1: World Radio Network, high-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city
2: to the world, www.cityworldradio.com.
1: Morph Mom Moments. And we have such an exciting night tonight. As many of you may have read on our various social media outlets, we have a big announcement tonight. But before I get to that, I want to introduce my guests and my co-host tonight. And it's just very exciting. I'm here with my co-host tonight, Monica Ferguson, co-founder of Soulmates. And she's actually been a guest uh, on a prior show and came back tonight so graciously to help me co-host. Thank evening.
0: you so much for having me, Kathleen. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm
1: thrilled to have you. And my, my guest tonight, Sherry Castellano, who is, um, I don't even know how you begin to say Wonder Woman. As you're going to hear tonight, there are so many things that she has done in her life. Um, and I'm going to let her explain most of them, but I'm going to leave you with this little tidbit before we come back. She's devoted her career, really, and her life, um, to be a rescuer of rescuers. And I'm going to let her explain that. I'm going to let you guys think about that for a little while. But I am telling you, when you hear her story, she truly is a rescuer of rescuers and someone we all need in our lives. Um, now, before we get to that, uh, if I had a drum roll thing, I would do it, but I, I don't. So just pretend there's a bit of a drum roll going on. But the big announcement that we said, first of all, I've got to tell you, I'm like a three year old because I was so excited to say there's a big announcement tonight. I <laughs> never thought I'd even have a forum to say that before. But thanks to my very special guest that I have on. Calling in tonight uh, from California, I do have a big announcement tonight. And I'm going to introduce now, who's via phone, Morgan Perry, who's the CEO and founder of Momo Entertainment. And Morgan, I want you to introduce yourself first and say what it is that you do.
3: So I represent entertainers, and I teach them how to do social media, almost like a um, some of the children may have tutors for classes so we make it fun we make it interactive we come up with ideas that they can directly apply to their social media to better reach their audiences and I'm really excited that you have chosen to take more, more mom to the next level and we're going to be talking about that tonight with the social media that you plan on doing and the exciting way that we're going to get to reach out to that many more women out there um, with quotes and contests and events that we'll be having going on interactive online
1: and and morgan is truly a godsend for me right now uh and i'll do a very quick intro of morph mom and while i'm doing this you guys please feel free to to chime in and ask questions as well um but this is my fourth year of morph mom started with the website and and by the way for those of you just joining in tonight please feel free to call in at 212-631-7553 um I started MorphMom four years ago. It's a website, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. We have over 600 videos of women around the world, country, (laughs) a little bit around the world, who, intending to go around the world, who share their stories and pay it forward about what they did, steps that they took, um, and they sort of tell their real story. For me, it was great to have steps and, and business tidbits, but I wanted to know the person. I wanted to see that person. I wanted to relate to that person and not be lonely. And then within the website, we have a way to connect as well. If you join you can connect with others who have joined as well, other members, and it's all private. I write for the Huffington Post. There's a Morph Mom um, col- uh, column on there as well when you hear about these stories. Uh, Morph Mom has parties around the country, cocktail parties, and I refer to them as parties as opposed to series because there's there, you know, it's a cocktail party where everyone is supposed to feel equal, and we listen to someone tell their story, and at the end it's open to everybody to share their stories. Uh, at some of these, we do have certain speakers, uh, a panel of speakers may come. We may highlight one Morph Mom. We may highlight a cause. But for those of you listening tonight, if you have a story, a story you'd like to share, if you have an event that you think would be in tune with what we do with Morph Mom, I really encourage you to reach out to me. And you can do so through morphmom.com because I'll come anywhere. I'll come to any city and I will try I'll, anywhere, any town, anywhere. And I'll share these stories because I feel so. We really need to get them out. We need to pay it forward and help others. Um, and we also have classes now, which are really, really fun. And in about a week, the website will be updated to incorporate when the classes are, when the events are. Uh, we have a new exciting thing called Morph Mom Goes To. You'll be able to see where, where they're coming, when they're going to happen, how you RSVP to them. It um, should be really exciting. And all this was great. And now we have the radio show, which is amazing. And all of this was really, really fun. But there was the one thing that was missing. And I admit at my age, I have no idea what social media is. It is terrifying. It's something that like if a horror movie's on, I have to turn the channel. It was a very <laughs> similar feeling I had to social media. And people would say, well, have you posted? Have you done this? Have you done that? And then I finally understood Facebook. And then I sort of got Instagram. And then this thing called Twitter happened. And I was like, what is that? And what is the verb? Do you tweet? What is it? And then Snapchat. That is just terrifying. <laughs> 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 Even like the snapping part that of it scared me to chair. death. And along came Morgan, Morgan, who I adore, 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 and said, we're going to get this going because, and I I think the importance of it is I really want to connect women, as many women as I can every second of the day. And the only way to do this now is through, or or the beneficial way to do this is along with social media, this terrifying thing. So Morgan, I called Morgan and I said, help (laughs) a, what does all this mean? And B help. And why, when I put something on Facebook, which is very exciting. Does it show up 17 times on my Facebook page? Because it showed up on Instagram, Twitter, and all these other things. And people say to me, please stop posting so many things. So it was sort of an emergency mode. And I had to call Morgan and say, I need help. So Morgan, I'm now going to defer to you to sort of explain our announcement and how we're going to go up about doing this. And in keeping in line with the message of Morph Mom extending a hand and paying it forward as I learn this process and trust me those of you out there I tried bridge and I had to take it to beginner class four times and then they didn't let me come back to the fifth I'm a very slow learner so do not be scared of joining this this thing because let me tell you you're all going to learn it way ahead of me and I'll have to come back so I'll forget it by the next day anyway so join us in this crusade to now conquer social media and Snapchat and all these scary things and so Morgan um, I'm going to like I said, allow you to now hopefully explain this to everybody much better than I have.
3: So Kathleen, I love that instead of running away from it, you're jumping right into social media. It's not going away. Large corporations are spending large amounts of money to play in these social media territories. You know, get used to it, sister. It's like, get on board or you're going to be left behind. And remember when texting was a word that you didn't know what it was? And now you text all the time. It's it's the exact same thing. It's just as easy It's not intimidating or scary. Um, If your kids can do it, you can do it, right? And I know that's slightly intimidating. (laughs) But I'm not going to commit to that. (laughs) No, that's how easy it is, and you should commit to it. So obviously we can't learn it all tonight, but I just wanted to touch on the platforms that we will be learning about. So we're going to be learning about Twitter. We're going to be learning about Facebook. We're going to be learning about Instagram. And then we're going to be learning about Snapchat. And we're going to do these all in fun, interactive ways. The handle across all the platforms is at MorphMom, just at MorphMom. So just like MorphMom.com, it's just at MorphMom. And we're going to be having quotes, media shout-outs, interactions with our fans. We want to bring the crowd with us and the group with us for this movement, like you were saying, Kathleen. So one of the things we're going to do with Snapchat is we're going to start every day with an inspirational quote. So if you follow us on Snapchat, you're going to be able to get a quote of the day to pep you up in the morning to get you on your way. And, of course, we're going to have some fun and laughs along the way, too. It's going to be really lighthearted and easy, and I'll show you guys step by step, because that's what I do, how easy it can be.
1: And for those of you, this is Morgan Perry, CEO and founder of Momo Entertainment, M-O-M-O Entertainment. And you can see she is phenomenal and she has such courage to take me on Uh and all of the morph mom community i think
0: that (laughs) alone i I tell you social media for your community especially is going to be so important it already has been so important because if you think about the fact that like none of us are digital natives like we did not grow up with the internet it came to us later in life at various times later in life and to that end when it came to us we had to learn it as we go and so starting with websites there was oh. oh. Oh, we
1: have a caller. Hold on Morgan, hold on one second. Can you put Hold on one second. Hello and welcome to Morph Mom. Caller, can you hear us? Uh, maybe. If there is a caller there, you know, it, maybe turn the radio off in the background. Can you hear us now? Oh, we're almost there. (laughs) You see morph moms out there. (laughs) See, everything is very hard. We're not
0: technology. We have no technology. I
1: actually just had to get help how to answer the telephone right now. So Morgan is thinking this job is much bigger than I thought. Taking that in on right now. Um, Maybe as they come on. All right. Caller, do you want to try again? All right, I think, caller, you know what, try again maybe. And in the meantime, Morgan, um, I don't want to keep you on for too long, but for those of you out there, because I had Morgan, poor Morgan, I was running a little bit late today, and we raced in. Um, Morgan, is there anything else that you would, oh, wait, hold on, Morgan. We have the caller again. Hi, welcome to Morph Mom Moments. Caller, can you hear Hello? us?
0: Yes. Hello.
1: Hello. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what's going. on. <laughs> there are a lot of technological, <laughs> a lot of issues I think we tonight. Lost them. We lost Thank them again. Okay, Morgan. Before um, I interrupt you again, is there anything else we can share, or do we just say, "Stay tuned," and big more announcements every week? I don't
3: want to give too much away because we have <laughs> such an exciting plan underway that I don't want to tell too much. I think it's it's baby steps with social media. So, you know, we are going to go through how to like something, to how to repost something, to how to Snapchat a video. We're going to do it all. So we're going to take it in baby steps. Don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be a great time.
1: Oh, I'm so excited, Morgan. I'm so thankful. And for all of, you, all, all of you out there listening, this is Morgan Perry, CEO and founder of of Momo Entertainment. Tune in every Thursday night to the Morph Mom Moments Radio Show and Morgan is going to help us with this very uphill battle as I see it, <laughs> although my kids disagree. But this is it's a tough thing to tackle and Morgan's gonna get us there and we're and, and you know what's gonna happen. Our kids are going to say, why, why are you all over Snapchat? Why are you doing this all of a sudden? What happened? And it's going to be so amazing that we're going to know what's going on. Um, so I am very, very excited about this, and I'm sure everybody out there is. And, Morgan, um, very excited. And we will hear, and I will speak with you, and we'll all hear from you next Thursday night. Thank you, Morgan. That
3: sounds great. Bye, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: So, so those of you who just joined in, um, again, this is Morph Mom Moments. And uh, if anyone would like to call in, we're at 212-631-7553. Um, and I'm sitting here with my amazing co-host tonight, Monica Ferguson. Morgan Perry, CEO and founder of Momo Entertainment, just joined us and shared our big announcement about learning social media. This is so scary. So cool. But it's going to happen. Um, and now, let me get to the um, our amazing guest of the evening. And for those of you who... Uh, joined in right when we began. I gave you a little bit of a hint. I'm sitting here with Sherry Castellano and the hint was she's the rescuer for rescuers and I can't tell you how much that term will encompass. Wait, wait, just wait till you hear what she has done and dedicated her career to, her life to, her family life to as well. So without further ado, um, Sherry, want tell me about yourself and tell everybody about yourself.
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, an official Morph Mom, and very excited about the big announcement, too. <laughs> so I can't wait to learn how to do social media myself amidst <laughs> all of my challenges with technology. But um, it's a blessing to be here. And I guess, where do you want me to begin? I don't know where, where – what's a good place to start, do you think? Um, well, I, oh, Monica, you have a question? What is your background? Okay, so I am a psychologist. I work at Rutgers University Behavioral Health Care now, but I pretty much have decided to think about my career as sort of an extension of my heart or my faith and. Thinking about um, in my crazy life, I've tried a whole bunch of jobs prior to being a psychologist. I was a weather girl. I was a professional Whoa. cheerleader. I was like a mediocre model. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was you know not not anything that excited. No, it was it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like one of those masters, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. And um, but had always been interested in psychology. And and actually, someone in my family, my grandfather, had battled mental illness. And And growing up, I adored him and used to go visit him um, at the nursing home and saw people with mental illness and thought, I would like to help them. And in doing that, I recognized that it would be cool to actually help people who weren't getting help easily. So um, I started to work. Um, after college in the city of Newark when it was a really violent place and um, I decided to focus in on police officers because I thought that the cops were amazing at just, you know, getting carjacked and fighting gang violence and doing this all for $20,000 a year and the pensions that don't necessarily exist right now but literally um, I felt like somebody needed to rescue them. I mean, that's incredible because you think, I mean, there's so many people that get into
0: the admirable field of psychology to help people Mm -hmm. but to seek out those who are helping others and want to offer them help I mean there's not a lot of people in that field and how incredible that you, that you identified such a need.
2: Yeah. I mean, my husband is in law enforcement. And so, again, you'll notice a theme in today's show that shows that most of these programs I developed are because I have some mental health challenge or, you know, unique need myself. But, no, seriously, I think that the, um, the idea of being aware of, you know, law enforcement officers helping others was just really profound in my life. And I thought, someone's got to help them. I mean, we call them all the time for help. And, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a fallout to that. So I got into doing some research Around what might help them, and found out that they really related to each other because you know peer peer counseling is something that's really you know germane to their culture. And just to sort of make a too long story shorter, um, recognize (laughs) that because of the stigma they would actually talk to each other, mm-hmm. but not talk to a psychologist or someone else because they had to be like macho men yeah. and, you know, keep that bravado on. And so if maybe I could use retired police officers who are also sort of feeling discarded and, and just like, you know, at risk for suicide based on my research, and if I could somehow reconnect them to the younger officers who were struggling and use their wisdom and the value of their, you know, what they had overcome and their resilience to help these young officers um, combat what they were facing and seeing that it would be this really cool opportunity. And as a result, um, my research and my work brought me into a program that I was able to start um, 17 years ago called cop to cop and it's the only program in the United States of America of its kind. It's it's funded by forfeiture dollars, so if you're speeding or we've seized assets in New Jersey, <laughs> the state of New Jersey has paid for it for <laughs> 17 years. Thank you. Um, but literally, the again, um, to just keep it simple, it's a program that takes care of all 50,000 cops in New Jersey who need counseling or help using retired officers, many of them who are psychologists or social workers themselves, but they're trained in this model that i I designed and was able to sort of hone watching them. And, and what it does is it, it's a 24-7 helpline. It's face-to-face counseling after shootings. It's, you know, prevention programs. It's all about cops helping cops. And, and this this began the, the sort of journey of peer counseling and, and the dedication of my life to really trying to help those who are so selfless that they help yeah. other people. And someone's got to do it.
1: And I read somewhere, I think you've had over 35,000 calls.
2: Yeah. So cumulatively, um, I I had an opportunity after nine eleven. Uh, the governor had our program be expanded, and and I got to work with other kinds of rescuers, firefighters, and EMS. And, um, and then veterans who were also, you know, connected to the response of 9-11. So um, timing-wise, and again, I think that's, you know, a grace to have your career culminate into an opportunity to be there in a really difficult time for people. But um, after 9-11, I was able to work with a bunch of different rescuers. So I think at this point, there's about $12 million worth of programs that I created for different populations. And um, they're all groups of people who help other people. And, and as a result, um, you know, some of them are more connected to my my personal sort of mission and, and, and mom mission. Um, so I don't know if I want to jump ahead to that now. <laughs> Too much to tell you, but um, very cool stuff because I get to see the best of people. You know, I think, I think when anyone overcomes suffering, they have an opportunity to sort of turn it into something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's about. It's about you know, this, I call it contagious compassion, this idea that you can actually transcend overcoming something and, and use it for someone else and, and have that, you know, be a, a comfort to you. And so the model that I designed is called Reciprocal Peer Support because I think it it allows people to use their experience and then sort of get something from giving, as crazy as that might sound.
1: So when you say you developed this peer support uh, system, can you tell us about it and how you... how you got it going. Like, how okay, was it that right. you you had certain funding from? How how did you even get to the next step with it?
2: Yeah. So um, initially, I was just working as a traditional psychologist in a in a healthcare system, and getting the opportunity with Cop to Cop, which was a grant, to try to pilot something, um, was how that got started. And then, really after nine eleven, there was a lot of opportunity for similar grants. That um, were you know programs that were specifically focused on groups of people who needed services. So this idea of using grants and experience and sort of building was how it all worked. And most of the work that I've done has been through my paid job, although sometimes my um, my volunteer work has morphed into (laughs) something. And pun actually intended there. (laughs) Um, But the the um, the other program that I'm super excited about that's relevant to our our group here is called Mom to Mom, and um, it's, it's my favorite program of all the programs. We have a care to caregivers, We have vet-to-vet. Vet, we have all these programs that I've wow. developed over the years that were funded by state contracts or federal contracts or the DOD. But, um, but Mom to Mom is actually something that is, uh, funded through a, was funded through a health care foundation and is really um, close to my heart.
1: Now, when this all began... And so I think it's seventeen years ago, eighteen years yes, ago is yeah. when the original program began. Yes. Did you ever foresee it becoming or expanding to all these other groups? Or at the time
0: was it sort of police fo- you know, policeman focused and then Right. Let wh- me focus in Newark right. and see if I can help the small group of people and work at that. I mean it has ballooned yeah. into such a big enterprise. Did you ever consider that would happen?
2: Yeah, no, I really didn't. I think that I actually sometimes have to pinch myself. You know, I've written books. I've, I've spoken all over the world. I've had opportunities that, you know, as a C student at Montclair State, I didn't think should really have yielded, you know, my these outcomes. And so the only thing I can attribute it to is, you know, the grace of God, literally. And, and I do think timing and being open to being mentored by other people... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think just being you know willing to say um, I don't know what I'm doing, which is what I did after 9/11. I said you know I'm in over my head, and and was smart enough to get people smarter than me to sort of come in and consult and and guide me. I think have been key issues. But I, I really do um, think it's almost funny. If someone reads an excerpt from my bio or something, and and you know, my I taught at Del Barton, and and my son's friends all said like, "Oh my gosh, your mom's so silly! I can't believe she did any of that." You know, like it was just such a joke. That, yes, I know. I'm like, okay, so I know they thought I was an airhead or you know, silly driving too fast through uh, through the Del Barton campus. But um, it it is it is really humbling to think about an opportunity, and and I think if you work hard and you just stay focused on serving other people, yeah. um, you know come to you
1: um, for those of you just joining us tonight welcome to morph mom moments and I'm here with my co-host Monica Ferguson and the rescuer of rescuers and I'm just going to use that term because I, I don't know any other better way to no,
0: it's the perfect to, way to summarize what you do day, what sherry today. Castellano
1: has done and continues to do over the past 18 years of her life and I think many many years to come thank gosh for all of us yeah. um, and by the way for those of you on Facebook live I'm trying to I mean on Facebook I'm trying to put us up on Facebook Live right now as well, so you can sort of see what goes on, on the behind the closed doors of <laughs> City World Radio Morph Mom moments. Uh, this is a new thing for us, and as you all learned tonight, the big announcement was our social media game is just going to be so much higher. <laughs> <very soon. laughs> we are game on with this. I'm sure I'm going to screw this up, but as we're speaking with Sherry, I'm going to try and put us up. So please call in if you'd like, 212-631-7553 or comment on Facebook Live, and we can see your questions that way as well. Um, And so I'm going to try this now as we're going. But as I said, we're here with Sherry Castellano, uh, Rescue of Rescuers, and we're just talking about how it began with police officers, and it just blew up. A small
0: mission that burst into something so much bigger. Have you ever considered bringing it to the federal level? I mean, there must be interest from other states, other municipalities.
2: Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that. We, um, With the New Jersey project, the vet to vet project, that was a manifestation from the work that we were doing post-9-11. Yeah. Um, and
0: obviously, New Jersey experienced 9-11 in a highly personal, profoundly dep- sorrowful way yes. that other states may not have initially. but. It's something that every public service person can relate to.
2: Absolutely. And I think that the opportunity to be around um, national experts in the field of trauma and, and psychology, as well as the opportunity... To think about who was impacted and what those long-term, you know, consequences might be, we were able to find out that in New Jersey we had one of the lower rates of suicides in the in the country, and so I found myself um, being able to testify to the. Wait, say
0: that again. Okay. You have one of the you have the lowest or one of the lowest. We
2: we I, we were identified as having one of the lowest in 2010. I don't know what the numbers are right That's now. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. It and is. what a
0: testament to what you're doing. That, I mean, you can actually measure the results. Like, I mean. Theoretically, but that's
2: incredible. It must right. make you
0: feel so good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we always wonder, like, you know, with prevention, it's very hard to measure. Like, was it yes. actually, you know, was it actually us? Is it, you know, a coincidence? Is it some other resilience in the, in the soldiers in our state? But But nevertheless, because of the problem with military suicide across our country that we're all aware of, um, the Department of Defense invited us to come and present the model of vet-to-vet to them to potentially have it go national, and it did. Wow. And so uh, there was a $20 million appropriation. It was um, actually led by, by Lautenberg and, and a bunch of really – committed politicians in New Jersey mm-hmm. a few years ago, but um, the program continues to exist and it serves 900,000 service members across the country and um, they've done a couple hundred thousand contacts and it's staffed by combat mm-hmm. veterans um, of all different branches from all different eras. It's, um, so it, it, it's doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. this replication of allowing people to connect live. It's never like, press one if you're suicidal, press two if you're homicide. Right. It's always a human being. It's always a human connection and Um, it always is someone who can actually sort of walk beside you in a difficult time. If you've given your life to someone else and have served someone else, then we're going to give back by creating this sort of extra enhancement to your life that will allow you to, to move forward. So the Vets for Warriors program is phenomenal, and we're so excited to be part of it and it is yeah. national and one of the other programs that I I was able to be involved with is called mom to mom and I have to talk about this for a second because more mom uh, mom's in the <laughs> house woo! um and say that yes, please. Um, yes um that that with this program I figured out again from connected to my personal experience I have two sons one's at Del Barton LJ who's amazing and I also have another son Dominic who's wonderful and and a beautiful soul um, he's at Mars Catholic but when, when Dominic was younger about 10 years ago he had some pretty significant developmental challenges and during that time I went to my CEO and I said listen I know that i you know bringing in the bucks for the rescuers but I actually feel like a rescuer like I'm a family rescuer I am a family first responder right now because we're falling apart and you know I, I think someone needs to rescue me and, um, and and he said okay what do you want to do I'm like let's make mom to mom we got cop to cop vet to vet right <laughs> let's, put it, let's put a two in the middle. And, and make this happen. So um, we created this program for mothers with kids with special needs and employed some moms and did a pilot in New Jersey. And um, within a month, we had calls from 39 states. And it was just popping with people saying you know I really need to talk to somebody and don't know what to do about my child's whatever whether it was a developmental delay or you know autism ADHD, moms with kids with cancer everything and um, so that program is now funded by the state of New Jersey um, and offered to all the families who are identified through the division of disability so we have about 22 moms who are serving about a thousand mothers on any given day doing peer support for, for moms who are trying to manage their kids.
1: As far as the support is concerned, really across the board, is it via phone calls, or are there larger groups that you can get involved with? How does yeah, that work? that's a great
2: question. It starts with the phone. So all of them have 800 numbers that are connected to them that people can get somebody 24-7 and, and speak live to someone. But after that initial call, it's normally like, hi, I need this, I want that, I was involved in this incident, or, you know, whatever, depending on the culture. And, um, and then we say, listen, after that first call, we want to keep connected to you. So we assign you a peer counselor, and that person calls you back. For as long as it takes for you to transition into a better quality of life, for sort of back to where you were a baseline. And in addition, there are support groups. There's resilience-building events. There's prevention training. There's advocacy. There's a whole bunch of events that are face-to-face in the community with all these programs. But um, I, and and they're well attended too, um, because people people actually want to you know come together. I think and, and relate that way. And for like for example, with mom to mom on Mother's Day, we actually invite all the mothers we've spoken to to meet face-to-face face for the first time and celebrate mother there's never a dry eye in the house it's like I can't believe it's you (laughs) hugging kissing crying because it's like your buddy who you've spoken to through all this difficult time now who you get to see face to face um but with the cops you know it's usually we we go out after a shooting or after a critical incident And with the vets we we meet them when they come home you know post deployment so it depends on the group that we're serving but we try to be face to face with them
1: and then how about with the families um so you know if there's a family that doesn't know what to do and yeah. there he's seeking help can you give advice them where they can in turn
2: seek help Yeah so part of the process is you know getting people connected to the resources that they need also yeah. and there's always a clinical professional involved like myself or someone with a license because even though peer support is great and there's a specific function to really being healed by feeling connected to someone who so gets you that's a, it's a transformative process but you still need to have resources like professional counselors, you know, um, doctors, all kinds of people that that we connect folks to. So family members are welcome to call into all these programs, and and we have a family component to all of them. And that being said, how can people reach you?
1: For those listening tonight, is there a a general number or, or, you know, what is the best way to get in touch with yeah. the people they need to get in touch with?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think for the big ones, I'll just put out there um, for cop to cop, it's you know eight six six cop to cop. For mom to mom, it's 877-914-6662. For vets for warriors, you can just go online. There's chat. There's numbers. So I think for all of them, um, you know, you can connect to someone in a variety of ways.
0: But now, institutionally, I would imagine the cops and the vets are more likely to find you because of the nature of their networks. But for the average mom who may be going through something, how do they? How would they find you?
2: Yeah, well, I think for because, you know, even though we get calls from mom to mom where a mom's like, my kid's driving me crazy, help me. And we say, does your child have special needs? And they're like, no, we're like, sorry, I can't help you. But literally, you know, we're like, just have a cocktail. We don't know what to tell you. But, but literally, I think for the, the families that have children with special needs, they normally come to us through the whole special needs system, which is the Division of Disability and their educational okay. system. There's sort of variety of lanes that people find us. So you're tapped
1: into all of those. Yeah,
2: we're connected to all of those. And I
1: want to throw in now with this Morph Mom social media plug. We're going to get it out there on that when we learn how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> as I figure it out I'm gonna get there and help you with all of them yes may take a few lessons <laughs> so, to
0: tack back to the importance of social media and all these things yes when That's you right. think about websites they're one-dimensional and one-sided yes and there's no way for people to find you unless they're looking for you yes in the way social media infiltrates yes and sometimes annoys it comes in your face and reminds you of things that you want to care about. It's so true. It's so true. And that's the great part about it. And that's why it's so valuable and so popular and we're all so dependent on it. Yeah.
2: And, I mean, I think for me, I'm so excited about Morph Mom because, you know, Kathleen knows I spoke to her about I'm going to be, like, lined up for the classes and, you know, involved in everything. Because I really think that, you know, this model of peer support that I've been blessed to be able to develop with these special groups is something I want to sort of transcend in a bigger way to, to other, to Morph Mom, to everyone who wants to serve other people in a way that is both gratifying to them and that allows them to sort of align and connect based on shared lived experiences. So yeah. this is something I want to take beyond these programs. And, and not that they're not wonderful and, and they're institutionalized and I'm super proud to be connected to them. But I think there's something more, especially for women, about us using our, like I said, contagious compassion or, you know, ability to relate to yeah. each other in a way that helps us to hold each other up And and you know achieve what we want to achieve, which is what I'm so excited about in terms of morph mom. Greater
0: feeling in the world than when someone says, "Like I know what you've been through. Like I I get it." Yeah, it's there's something just so comforting about knowing someone else has been through it. Yeah, because you look at them and think, well, if they've been through it, I can get through it, too. Absolutely. And nothing else compares to that people being like, it's going to be fine. And they have no idea what exactly. That's so
2: true. You're so right. And I mean, I think that connection of just relating on that shared lived experience is something that in itself is healing. You know what I mean? I think that if you if you know somebody gets it, and you know, we as women really can feel that with our, you know, women's intuition that, you know, if you You've had a child with any special challenge or you've been through a loss or you've had some kind of whatever it is, um, you know, tragedy or something you've overcome and someone has, you know, tells you I've had that same experience. The language, the way they lean into you, the way they look at you, the tone of everything about what they do lets you know that you're connecting. And I think feeling understood or sort of having that presence There's there's like a ministry to that. There's a there's a component to that that is really powerful, and I think no no, nothing against social media. Go go Momo. (laughs) I forgot the name. I'm sorry, but but I I think that you know the only downside to social media is that you know we lose that personal connection, um, that human touch. That is the, you know, the thing that I think I, I live off of with these programs, which is like giving of yourself in a way that people really feel each other. And, yeah. and in the model that I created, there's four tasks. It's connection, information gathering, um, you know, care management, and then resilience, affirmation, and praise. And in these tasks, what you're really doing is is trying to, like I said earlier, align with someone And uh, not just listen, um, but but listen and be active in helping people move forward. And I think we all think that, like, you need a Ph.D. or someone's got to lay on a couch and talk about their mother for 20 years to do that. (laughs) And it's really not that complicated. It's really, you know, human spirits connecting. And I always think with this work that I'm so lucky to be able to be present in all these moments, whether someone's suicidal or, you know, they have a crisis with their child or, you know, they're having problems coming back from a deployment. Whatever it is, it's a really intimate time when people need help. And that intimacy is like a privilege to be around people during that time.
1: Is there a story, um, and I'm sure you've had millions and millions of these, but that really sticks with you? Is there something or a call or just something that really... made it made a difference
2: yeah I mean I think I've had you know moments like aha moments about the impact of things over years um you know one that comes to mind I was driving poorly did I mention I drive bad thank god my (laughs) husband's a cop but um but literally um you know I drive too fast in like a bad old car I'm such a Jersey girl you know I like have an old charger that like I'm way too old to be driving and speeding and you know just not paying attention actually got got a flat tire while I was driving around with Ellen and a police officer, you know, pulled me over and LJ was like, oh, gosh, mom, don't embarrass me, you know, typical teenager. And um, when the officer pulled me over, he got out of the car and he stopped and he saw, I guess he saw a cop to cop brochure in the back of my car. And um, he said, oh, my gosh, you know, are you connected to cop to cop? And I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm not mentioning that because of my ethics. <laughs> I'm very aware that I deserve whatever <laughs> ticket I need and give it to me. Um, but, you know, he was just assisting me with the tire and he said, um, You know, I actually, you know, think I spoke to you um, in the middle of the night after a a shooting when I, you know, really was considering some scary stuff. And, um, you know, I think you saved my life. And he showed me a picture of his wife and his child and told me, you know, he had an ongoing peer counselor who worked for me who had stayed in touch with them. And he mentioned his name and said, you know, we always reference that, um, you know, you all have have really, you know, been a, a huge... Uh, piece of of our lives, and you know, I just. You know, I, I started to cry. And then, you know, of course, my son's like rolling his <laughs> eyes and help. I'm like, change the tire. Don't bother <laughs> this guy. He said nice things about mommy's work. <laughs> but, um, but it, you know, it, it was a moment like that that sort of makes all the other moments when it seems like, you know, what we're doing may not be as effective. Or, you know, the days I, I feel like I'm not sure I'm, I'm working as hard as I should or I've understood as much as I need to to help someone else. But you're um, like guardian angels. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's so incredible. It's, it's a, it's a privilege, right? And I mean, the people that are, are in these programs, the retired officers, the combat veterans, the mothers of disabled kids, they're just so heroic in their, um, in the way that they give of themselves constantly, like, again, almost to a fault. Yeah. So this idea of, you know, being selfless is amazing. And the newest program we started is actually for child protection workers. We use retired child protection workers to help <laughs> active child protection workers who wow. are clearly in, like, the worst job, hardest job ever, in my opinion. And um, these retirees have about 200 years of experience amongst them um, you know, protecting children in our state and they just love to help the active workers. And So I'm always you know fascinated watching them like I feel like it's so amazing that I get to be part of this because I'm around all these people who are you know so giving it's amazing
1: I was um, and it's it's funny how the world goes around and you have to be nice to everybody all the time (laughs) because you always it's such a small world you end up meeting somebody again, somehow, somewhere. And Sharon and I were talking and and her husband is an investigator at a prosecutor's office and I was a prosecutor and it turns out that 10 years ago we were at the same office. Yes. So we've had cases together. I'm sure it's it's so crazy. But at the time, I would fluctuate back and forth from trial court bench, uh, trial court to juvenile court. Mm -hmm. So I was with... um, and in New Jersey, we'd say Difus, yes. but you know, I think it's a different term in different states. Yes. But so we would work together every single minute of every single day, and yeah. I, that's it. I mean, every job there is just a tough job. But then we have these kids every single day, and yeah. I, I think it's just phenomenal that you've begun this program as well, yeah. seeing what they went through and what the families are going through,
2: and what these kids were going through.
1: Yes, it's just. I think it's such a great addition to this program. It's amazing.
2: It's amazing. And again, it's it's so great to be able to even acknowledge that these people are doing the work and deserve extra help, you know. So I sort of think of it like all of these programs are supporting people who are supporting other people, rescuing the rescuers, like you say, but really allowing people to, to, to acknowledge that it's okay if there's a fallout to that kind of job. I mean, yeah. if you're a police officer in the city of Newark or anywhere and get shot at and, you know, Risk your life, and and you know may not be the most popular guy in the block right now because of you know some of how the communities are reacting to law enforcement in general. Or you're a combat veteran, or you're you know a mother of a disabled child who's you know acting out in a restaurant. And on any given day, all of these jobs of rescuing others can really you know normally have an effect on you. And I mean, we think
0: co- about like doctors that work with cancer patients and yes. nurses that work yes. tirelessly helping people. Like yes. they need the same sort of support as well. Doctor and, like, the, to
2: doctor, model, I think I got to start it.
0: I, I <laughs> look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you, I think you need to. I mean, because yeah. the model is so there. These people that give everything they can to just help other people. Yes, and it's painful. Yes, because you cannot help everyone. Yeah, and, like and I mean,
2: of course, I'm. I, I'm a little biased that I do think that we as women also. Sort of inherently will take on being selfless almost to a fault, um, which I noticed, um, not that the rescuers, which you know are largely male aren 't um, dynamic heroes on every day, um, but I think I think we as women in general even um, can sort of lose ourselves mm-hmm. in caring for our children, our families, and others, um, and I think that I think that that 's part of the reason why I want to know keep the model going and keep the peer stuff going connected to morph mom because I do think like the next frontier um, and not that I won't do doctor to doctor I think it's a good <laughs> idea but I think the next frontier is to I, I again I think like share the wisdom um, with women and that's why I love what you're doing so much Kathleen because I think with morph mom too you allow women to like celebrate themselves and their service to others and that's so cool it's thank so you cool. for saying
1: that and we actually met at a school function and I think it's just so fascinating you know the person next to you what are they doing what do they want to do what's out there yeah and what are they thinking about and i think it's just such a fascinating world and and just i mean nothing like what you're doing with the rescuing you know the rescue rescuers absolutely nothing like that but hopefully a very minute portion of that is going out to help people and having those who've gone through it to in turn pass their knowledge yeah. lend a hand and help absolutely. them through it and you know maybe help somebody along the way Absolutely. as well so it's it's just an exciting world because there's yeah. so many people out there who want to help other people no and yeah. the power
0: that someone in a position has over someone who's like entering that position like, yes entrepreneur entrepreneur it, it just yeah. it helps so much And it's, i mean not to go back too much into like a sorrowful topics but think about like the mothers and fathers are like drug addicts yes and they've been through it maybe their kids are sober and dealt with it or maybe it didn't work out right but then you see it happening the next generation or younger siblings and like you it's such a topic no one wants to talk about but no one understands what they've been through more than another mother right like a therapist a counselor is it's, wonderful and necessary it's true but it's this, like, shame that goes along with it yes. that it requires a voice and requires right. the humanization that you're offering in your model.
2: Yeah, and and that's why I think, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how. That's because I have to go to my Morph Mom class and, <laughs> you know, get it all together. But I'm, I'm positive that there's some connection. It just clicked for me. You know, I feel like Morph Mom was definitely the answer to a prayer for me in terms of, I mean, it's not like I've left the workforce. Um, unfortunately, my poor kids have, like, been in the backseat of my car while I've been on the phone, like, put the gun down. You know, like, they've, like, actually heard crazy stuff and, you know, seen me running around. And, and of course, I have that guilty working mom syndrome, um, always wishing. You know, I, I, I think it's funny because many of my friends who are so brilliant and, and were able to not work and, and be home and, and are reentering sort of in more of a traditional morph mom way, um, you know, think, oh, gosh, you're you're – somebody who has this great career and I think oh I think you're a great mother so I think there's such importance to both Um, Mm -hmm. but I think for me this idea of trying to help anybody in Morph Mom create peer connections and use those kind of techniques to lift each other up is is a way to sort of you know, um, offer something. I, I really think.
1: appreciate that. I mean, thank you for saying that. And hopefully that's what it's doing. And, and actually the class that we're talking about, it, it, they're available to anybody out there. Uh, we're starting again in September and ho- it is to sort of help you to get to the next step, hopefully. Yes. And you can get that through more If you guys are interested, it's M O or
0: As someone who attended some morphmom classes, I can attest to their value. Just being in a room with other women, like-minded various stages of business development, various stages of life just talking and sharing and having sort of a unbiased opinions in the room yes it's so helpful yeah. it's so valuable what Kathleen is doing is just the best
1: oh well thank you I mean it's I, again it's humbling when I sit here next, <laughs> next to Jerry, what she's doing with vet to vet and cop to cop and these people who are risking their <laughs> lives every single day but I mean I, I hope you know deep down that we're sort of in a I can't say rescue because it's, it's too big a word to say, but hopefully helping these women yeah, get where they need or get absolutely. the connection that they need. Sure. So thank you for even saying that.
2: No, it's so true.
1: Um, so in all of these, and I can't even imagine some of the calls that you had, and we talked about one of the most inspiring moments when you were stopped by the policeman who recognized Cop mm-hmm. to Cop. Is there one of one of the more scary moments for you where you thought, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to do? Has there ever been something like that where you really had to reach – deep, deep, deep down to figure out what to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in two ways. I think with... um, I think, you know, I was able to through my charge with the legislation and the work I was doing with cop to cop be a primary responder organizing the counseling for police officers and first responders in the state as well as for the port authority police who had the greatest loss of life and you know going down to the staging area and seeing families and and being exposed to that horror and just feeling so helpless like I'm I'm just doing nothing here and I want to do so much and and you know um having that frustration of feeling like I was never doing enough was sort of something that um, still I struggle with. I wrote a book called Psychological Counterterrorism with a really smart Harvard scholar who created this special crisis intervention um, technique. But I still feel like there was a lot of... Maybe opportunities missed, and and I think with mom to mom more recently, it, there's been some moments where you know a mom is homeless and in Camden or the city of Newark, and you know not connected to resources that can really help her, and and you know still faithful and and still triumphing, you know with in, in a setting with violence and and a disabled child and and no socioeconomic um, you know support, and I think you know how dare I be in a bad mood, you know about something stupid you know or you know i wish that i could affect the systems that are failing her and i can't and um you know hoping that just being present and doing the peer counseling is enough um to get her through the moment
1: you know when you mentioned that so to the homeless women out there so is there a way through a shelter that they could get in touch with you
2: um, yeah, that's a really good question. What we found, which is incredible, is that the telephone numbers have been so big to give out that eight seven seven nine one four six 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 two because as crazy as it sounds when people are transient, living in cars, doing whatever, somehow they get to a phone. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get to a website, but they yeah. get to a phone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I do think, like I said, I think the social service systems, at least in our state, are, are handing off to us more regularly. But I just, I think it's incredible how much people overcome and um, d- a quick story, there's a school in Newark called JFK. They, um, they made a, a best-kept secret documentary about it that, that won, I don't know if it was an Oscar or an Emmy or something, that's phenomenal about this school that's taking care of families who have older children with autism in Newark who have no language and how this teacher was trying to change their lives. And anyway, at this school, we, we held a mother's support group. And um, these women who basically have nothing... Um, came together and threw a baby shower for, you know, one of the the grandchildren of one of the mothers who was there. Because, you know, in, in Newark, the families are, are not as traditional always where, you know, um, the primary caregiver could be an aunt or a grandmother, right. depending. And so they they came together with their cooking, their, you know, Spanish rice. We had chicken. We had you name it. We had it. And um, and their homemade gifts and, and threw this baby shower to support this, this other, um, you know, woman who had a, a special needs child who was having a baby, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is amazing yeah. how they're, 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 again, just transcending, overcoming something, and they felt so good about helping each other, you know, which is at the core of what I believe in. And
1: believe in is what you're doing every you single day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think believe in is an understatement. The rescuer of rescuers. I mean, seriously, you know, like you said, there's lots of bad media. There's lots of bad stuff out there. But to focus deep, deep down to the person who needs help every single minute of every mm-hmm. single day is such an extraordinary task and it's so overwhelming to many and I think you put all the political all your whatever you're thinking aside and you say this person needs help and right. I don't care where they're coming from right. they need help and they need it now and that's what you've done yeah mm-hmm. and it's just astounding that you you're able to reach that many people and I I think you also, it's ambulance workers as well, right? Yeah, there- e- e-
2: they're fire EMS workers. We started a program called Care to Caregivers, which is for people who are caring for elderly parents who have Alzheimer's, dementia. That's a whole nother right, type of caregiving. So whether you're rescuing you know, someone as a cop or as a military person or a fire EMS, or you know, you're rescuing a family member like your child with special needs or your, you know, your older parent who is struggling yeah. now, you know, we, we face that kind of generational. Do you find child? any group
0: among those that you're focusing on? Is less responsive or less or more resilient to taking on the help. Like they have a harder time asking for the help or receiving the help just because of the culture of whether it be a mom or an EMS worker. Yeah. EMS. I mean I,
2: I think I think the cops find it the hardest. Mm-hmm. I mean I think the military, you know, at least the younger veterans are more open and, and so more educated about it. And and but I, I think the police officers still battle that, you know, uh, stigma, machismo thing often that, you know, I can get through this myself. That's interesting. Yeah, I think they and do. And more so than the vets and more so yeah, than... Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, I think I think also, you know, sometimes we'll find the women doing it too. I got to be honest. In mom to mom, depending on the mom, especially if it's someone with an older child with an adult disability who's sort of gotten into this groove of how they want to take care of their child and, and who's now an adult or, you know, maybe is afraid to ask for help and doesn't know what yeah. to do. So I think I think like there's this I don't want to look like I'm not a good mother kind right. of thing too That's right. like I have to have all the answers. So I mean, no matter what, whether you know, whether it's a fear, whether it's pride, whether it's habit, I think that you know, when you reach out to people authentically and and you know your your passion and your interest is real, um, you know, they respond ultimately.
1: That's what I think is also and there's an anonymity to it as well. Yes, which I think is yeah, huge because if in we this want it. today's world, you know. Yeah everything is perfect. It's not. We right. all know it's not. Right. But yes. there are a lot of perfect, like, <laughs> and you're like I am so not perfect. Really. <laughs> They're right. pretty perfect. I know. And, see, <laughs> and you know, it's, I, for some, it's harder to let that defense down and yes. to have the the access to what you're offering to them where yeah. it doesn't matter and it's, you know, it's anonymous and you can just, you get the help that you need yeah. and without having to deal with your other issues is yes. just, yeah. important. So important
2: with everything we do. I think I think it's so true. And I, I think again I'm I'm plugging Morph mom here, so she's <laughs> gonna put me on the payroll. But I, I really I, <laughs> Hopefully I feel you'll be a payroll <laughs> soon <laughs> <laughs> For Yay, those of you, you, have you have out there
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay for that. Speaking <laughs> you know, like of <laughs> <a> payroll <laughs>
2: Let me write a grant i'll write a grant kathleen we'll get it going but um but i i really i feel like you know just saying morph mom makes me feel calmer it lowers my blood pressure because it sort of means that i'm allowed to change that you know i don't have to be what someone wants me to be all the time or what i thought i should be or you know it's okay if i'm a size eight <laughs> instead of a six like <laughs> things are changing and it's okay and and as they're changing you know that that other women are going to be supportive and going to be connected and are going to be helping me. And, and that's, that's how I really see yeah. this. And that's why I, I really do feel like it's, it's a,
0: a network of women saying, I know what you've been through. Exactly. It, like, really,
2: it really is
1: a pure thing. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. I literally can't thank you both enough for just saying that because it's what I've been trying to do <laughs> and it getting their baby steps, but it's getting there and it's getting there. But just to feel like it's okay to be who you are. Yes. And if things don't work out, they don't work out for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I hope this does. It opens people up to say, you know, I'm going to tell you my story. Yes. And things are great and things were not great. And I'm the perfect example of things that always go wrong. So I'll make anybody <laughs> feel better about themselves. Trust me. <laughs> Get me in a room for an <laughs> hour and you'll walk out and <laughs> you're wonderful that day. But I think I'm the good example possibly to say, and for my daughter and for anybody else, like, so what? Yes. Things yeah, Things happen. And you would, and things happen they are much more severe sometimes. And so yeah. it's, you know, it's, but... You can laugh about some things and some are much more important and some are much more devastating but whatever the level or the degree to that is right. there's somebody there for you yes. and we're going to be there and so this army of morph moms yes around the world as I said earlier yes. and I really do intend for that yes is there to support you no matter what you're doing and that's exactly what Sherry's doing with cop to cop and vet to vet and with Monica coming back tonight as a morph mom like coming back to share these stories and I can't believe we have 1 minute left this is terrible <laughs> As my favorite producer, Jay just told me we only really, one minute left. I am so honored to have you guys tonight. I the best co-host in Monica tonight. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> and the most amazing guest. Sherry, what you've done... The
0: most amazing. I, I mean,
1: I, again, I'm going to go back to that tagline, a, resc- you know, a rescuer for rescuers. I, I don't think there's any other way to say what no. you've done and what you, like I said, continue to do. And, you know, in until the next few minutes. And until she's doing.
0: canonized. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs>
1: That's, That's
2: right. right. Morph Mom to Morph Mom is my next project. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm on it. Yes. Could we both be on it? <laughs> <laughs> wait,
1: wait, can I come? <laughs> yes. Um, but I really do mean that. And for those of you who need help, who know somebody who needs help, um, I think sure, I'm just going to ask you to repeat one more time the numbers where they can reach you or the, you know, the fastest way that they can get to you. Yes.
2: Yeah, so for cop to cop, it's eight, six, six cop to cop, or, you know, you spell that out. No one does that anymore. Two, six, seven, two, two, six, seven. And mom to mom. It's eight, seven, seven, nine, one, four, six, 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 two. And the vets for warriors national program is easy to just jump online and you'll have all kinds of opportunities to connect there.
1: And for other groups, as they're developing, is there a website people can go to? Is there a way to
2: contact you? Um, I think for now I need to go to my morph mom class so (laughs) as soon as I'm done with my morph mom class I will literally have my own website and maybe I'll be tweeting if I actually (laughs) listen to to everything I need to listen to
0: moms needs to be everywhere it does it It really does Well,
2: Morgan if
1: you're listening we're going to get this up on on social media as well yes I can't thank everyone for listening tonight for joining us again uh tune in next Thursday night seven to eight morph mom moments what an amazing night tonight and I'm so inspired and uh I'm I hope everybody out there is, we're going to go out and help somebody. And, and lend a helping hand. Thank you, and good night. Thank you. See you next Thank week. You. If Yay. you serve
3: honorably in our so nation's fun. armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects ranging from Americanism in our schools to support. Supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.org.
4: Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them and make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the
0: campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound
4: education. Voted number one jazz cabaret club by New York Magazine, the Metropolitan Room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in New York City and is known as the home for big name talents and rising stars. Known as a celebrity hangout, the Metropolitan Room is a high end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to New York City every night of the week fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great, highly professional artistic shows and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, Conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212 206 0440. Once again, the area code is 212 206 0440. Or go to their website at www.metropolitanroom.com. You are listening to the title track off the new City Boys All-Stars album, When You Needed Me. The City Boys All-Stars will be performing at the Cutting Room on 44 East 32nd Street in New York City, 10 p.m. hit. For ticket information, call 212-691-1900. Once again, City Boys All-Stars, Cutting Room, August 28th.
2: Didn't
4: you when you Sparky the Fire
0: Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family,
4: and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org.
2: Hello.
0: Hi, I'm Danny Ayala. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that could